0: Welcome to the mediumship sisters podcast follow our evolution as we explore spirit share stories teachings guests and our souls path. We are your hosts. Hello and welcome to the Mediumship Sisters podcast, episode two, and it's season five. We are so excited today. Sierra and Catherine are here with me and we have an amazing guest today. This is actually a dream come true to have him here with us today for me Mm -hmm. and for all of us he is an international psychic medium author teacher speaker with a career spanning over 35 years he is a passionate advocate for the continual advancement and development of spiritual communication as a world-leading tutor in the psychic arts and mediumship he runs an expansive list of courses both in person and online He continues to be a resident tutor at the Arthur Finley College, the home of the Spiritual National Union, Stansted Hall in the UK, as well as the College of Psychic Studies in London, and teaches regularly regularly at the globally renowned Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, and throughout the world as he travels to teach and demonstrate. Please welcome the brilliant Tony Stockwell. Welcome. Tony,
1: welcome. I always think I sound amazing on paper, that's the problem.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are so excited to have you today. Um, I know it's a dream come true. He's been, I've been taking classes I think since 2021, so not too long, but long enough that I've taken classes from several tutors, many tutors, many teachers, and he is one of the favorites of mine for sure. Um, He is kind and generous and humorous, and he always lightens the mood, and I love taking class (laughs) with you. Um, So welcome. Welcome, welcome. We're so excited to have you. We want you to kind of tell us where it all started for you, how it began, um, because it came to you at a very young age, and you were kind of immersed in it very young, so please share.
1: Uh, I was young. I I was, certainly, and I remember having experiences from when I was pretty three or four years of age (laughs) and um, I have a a very vivid memory of my parents putting me to bed and being really angry that they were going back downstairs and laying there and suddenly trembling and trembling to such an extent that I left my body and floated downstairs to watch them now that listen who knows but I remember it there's no question and that happened to me a number of times. I've had a number of out-of-body experiences over the years. Um, when I was very young, uh, and um, when I was uh, nineteen, uh, I was uh, living at home with my parents back then, and I had an occasion where I jolted in my body and found myself no more than, say, six feet away. So then I was suddenly in our hallway. Uh, under the stairs my bedroom was downstairs and I was under the stairs and I sat down and there was a small child under the stairs dressed as like a little monk and he might be no more than five or six himself and then this conversation between me and this spirit boy and it was literally as real to me now as it was then. And he showed me a bowl and things in this bowl and talks of a lifetime that I'd had. And then then sometime after I jolted back into my body. And and I know people again have all sorts of ideas. Maybe it's a dream, maybe it's this, maybe it's the other, but to me it's as simple as. And um so, you know, listen, between the age of three, four, whatever it might be, and 19, I sometimes out of my body. And this is before I started drinking. So this is like, literally, this is just legit stuff. But um, all the way through that time, I had, you know, an imaginary friend. I had a, a boy that would live under my bed. And so I remember telling my parents these kinds of things, especially my mum. And she would also be rather non-committal and say, well, you know, that's lovely, dear. And then we'd have to get on with something normal. But it's only the years after. She's somewhat horrible. Um, that she didn't do more to stop it as she says now but I'm rather glad she didn't
0: we're glad too actually <laughs> yes for sure so when did you start training when when did you get pulled to like a spiritualist church I'm assuming that's where it kind of started yeah
1: exactly where it started I was um uh, 16 uh then my nan had just died and she'd lived with us so I was close to my nan and I think it was the week after my sister's friend, Mandy, I can remember her now she was in our lounge and she started to tell us how she'd been to see a medium who lived round the corner. It wasn't up, you know. It was literally round the corner, and my ears pricked up, and I thought it was the most amazing thing she was telling us. And uh, I recognised this lady uh, um, uh, and the name, and they were like, I must have heard of her before. Anyway, Mandy had said there was a spiritualist church gathering on a Sunday, and would I like to come? So I went along. There was—I don't remember exactly—three, four of us, maybe, all very young kids sitting in the back of this spiritualist church trying not to uh, freak out because it was kind of like a thing you know all these old adults and us kids and then suddenly they started to give messages it was looking back terrifyingly wonderful i was so excited by the whole thing but one thing i was struck by was the older people as i knew them then were really nice and really kind So the next week I wanted desperately to go back and no one would go with me. So I plucked up the courage to go on my own. And so I went there for two years and um, mainly on my own sitting at the back too afraid to really say anything to anybody. Other than the little lady who was the librarian for the church, and she let me borrow all these incredibly old books from the 1800s, literally from the 1800s. And I read as much as I possibly could, and and I I was just so utterly fascinated by everything. And I was exactly 18, and I was asked to join Joan Barham, which was my tutor, her development circle. And I I joke around, but it's true. You could not get into development, though, in those days. You literally were waiting for someone to leave the country so you could take their place. (laughs) So she created a place for me on the proviso that I was 18. And I think I was at 18 in so many days. And, uh, And she'd made a point of saying the spirit people had told her to invite me into her circle. And that's where I started. I was 18 in formal development. 16 in meditation and healing group um and fascinated by the subject that's a long time ago 1985 yeah, yeah. A
2: long time ago. <laughs> that's fabulous what yeah. a great experience to be able to go into it and experience it and see it and feel it and then be invited in through spirit i
1: think that's just fabulous yeah I, I and, and but also Sierra I, I was very lucky there because because mm-hmm. I live in and um, spiritualism certainly then was a big deal so I've often sold but I think and I day I'll do the map but you we I think we have a purpose-built spiritualist church every four miles here oh wow
2: see so I, didn't, I, this was, I didn't know what that was until I developed mediumship like Still, I I did a circle with Paige and a few years ago, and I was like, I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah. I think that would have been great when I was younger. It would have helped a lot. Probably. I yeah, absolutely,
1: yeah. 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 And, and looking back, these places were a little stuffy. They were a little rigid. You know, some of them were very Christian, spiritualist, and all. And and now, you know, I struggle with so much of it. But um, my my. Thoughts on so much has changed over the years, but it was a great ground. And because at the age of 19, I was demonstrating to the public and often. But again, it was easy because we had so many venues back then yeah. and the word spread. And I, I probably had an easy 20 venues in which I could serve in the month if I wanted to. So great training. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. amazing. How things have
2: changed. Now you can just go on the yeah. Computer and, and oh, holy smokes
1: <laughs> it's opened up the world today i've been reading for people from all over the place all over the world today and uh, i've had two, maybe two or three groups today and again people come from everywhere yes yeah, it's, it's fascinating isn't it
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so, so,
0: can you share um your like it doesn't have to be long but you you evolved from a spiritualist kind of teaching or or that's how you learned but you've really evolved into a more a much more in my opinion I don't really know I feel like more of an expansive open you don't put constructs or limits on how you connect or you don't you're not rigid anymore and I think you've really opened I mean I know training with you I've heard you speak so many times about your philosophy and can you share kind of like that evolution of how you feel about
1: how it's well, changed? Certainly, I can. Thank you, Paige. I, I don't think it's, it's a terribly imaginative or intelligent—I uh, um, think intelligent on my behalf. It's just literally this year. I was again saying to a group, I, I've been in development, from one type or another, for thirty-nine years, and I think it's really what happens is you. In that length of time, you have got plenty of time to think, hmm, I don't think it works that way. Ah, uh, I'm bored. Let me think of something else. <laughs> and I think really you're you also are building confidence all the while and you just feel suddenly um, what I was given, what I was told, suddenly you outgrow it. And so then you want more. And because I um, um, love to, um, you know, teach more, more than as much as everything else I do, I'm always, you know, conjuring, wondering of new courses. So I'll sit here and think, what else can I look at? And so that's why recently I've been running course on star beings. You know, is it possible not only to can we communicate with? people that have passed over, but is it possible that we can reach out to either one, people that have passed over or potentially are still incarnate, that just happen to share space in another world? Mm-hmm. And um, I w- I've started this program, and I hope you don't mind me wafting on a little bit. But I-, I read out something I found on the internet, and it was a guy, and he must have been some form of a scientist. And he said something, you know, massively paraphrasing here that mm-hmm. science recognizes, you know, that we're here, we're, we're, we're on the Earth, and we're part of this galaxy. And it says something along the lines of there are upwards of up to one other one billion galaxies so if life can hang on in this galaxy in this one world we shouldn't be looking at is there a potential of life out there we should actually be counting you know the potentially is one billion other life forms out there and i At first years ago I would have found that incredibly challenging, incredibly scary, because it hurts my human's brain. But now I just find it so wonderfully expansive. Yeah, we've been talking to the animals in animal mediumship. We're doing past life reading stuff. We've been doing the therapeutic medium. And so I've been wonderfully lucky that I've got some fabulous students and delegates and they support me entirely. But they also allow me to be imaginative and allow me to play. And that's why I think I've been able to rise above my um, formal um, spiritual education.
2: Yeah. Evolution. Yeah, his evolution. You definitely
0: yes. have, I mean, I've taken classes with you that are mediumship, uh, past lives, I've done psychic stuff with you, um, and definitely within all of that, you give permission to tune into whatever you tune into, you know, like the students that we're with as well are so open and it's, it's a very, so you're, you're experimenting with us in some ways, but you're also um, allowing all of us to really expand our awareness and not limit us, which I find as a student the most important um, that we don't have to fit in a certain box. We can really just be expressive however it works for us. And I love that about you. I love that you, um, you take the risk to go beyond what is c- capable or what we talk about or normal, and it's just you allow us to go there, which mm-hmm. I really, really love.
1: Good, I'm glad. but I'm laughing only because I'm just thinking you know, all the things you're saying you're absolutely you know bold and out there and doing my own thing. But remember also, Paige, all of my tutors and teachers have now passed on, so they can't tell me off. Yeah, and most it. of my colleagues have been my students uh, at some point or another but I think I've just lived long enough to be this daring I don't think there's anything special about it at all but yeah I I, I think that's one of the blessings of, of being of doing anything for so long um mm-hmm. growing a degree of confidence where you know that all spiritual understanding has to progress and if we mm-hmm. keep it small and we keep it tied down and that's the way to do it then we'll die out like all of the other or at least some of the other formal religions where they they become less appealing to normal people
3: yeah i'd like to share one thing that that tony did that i found absolutely amazing and i think most people don't even think it's possible um, but Tony was I was in a class once with Tony and Tony didn't even know who I was at the time. So there was no connection. It's not like he was trying to do anything. And he brought through a woman who he described as died at 81. He described what she looked like. She had a white turban on her head. She had a white gown. Um, she was a social activist. Um, and he described uh, you know all of the good works that she had done for her community and all of this. And here's the amazing thing is this was a hospice patient of mine who never knew my name the entire the entire time I visited her for about 2 weeks solid um I visited her in person but the entire time she was in a coma so this is a human who never knew me never knew my name never knew a thing but she knew that I visited her and so after you know a couple weeks um she was actually discharged but to a different facility so i wasn't even there with her at the time of death however in the midst of all of this she was still able or tony was still able to connect with her bring it bring her to me to the group even though she was never ever coherent or never knew my name so tony i would love for you to you know just t- talk to us about the incredible intelligence of spirit because that that's how this all happens is through the incredible intelligence it's not us as mediums no offense Tony but <laughs> it's they who orchestrate all this
1: yeah, I, I, a hundred things you know over the course of a, a few years have happened where spirits have manifested to say sorry manifested as the real father uh, that came up last week I described a man And um, it goes on, but you know, he was a jazz musician. He played uh, um, jazz in a band, et cetera. And I said, this is your father, this is your father. And she says, definitely not my father. My father's alive. And I carried on, carried on, carried on. So I left it. I don't ever push my information on people because it easily could be wrong. And uh, I get an email. Uh, The next day, she wants to speak to me. We speak very briefly. And she wanted to thank me for bringing through her father. And I said, oh, thank you very much. And she (laughs) had to speak to her mother about this crazy jazz music. And then mum told her. (laughs) <laughs> and of course I never would have pushed that as to create some stress and it was down to the mother to de- confirm or deny you know nothing to do with me but I think mother would would have wanted to maybe tell her daughter for, the, for all her life and never had the opportunity or never thought the time was right but I, when you talk about the intelligence of spirit he was determined to come through and declare himself and knowing that it was mm-hmm. the No, mother wanted to say, and the daughter took it very well. I don't think it brought necessarily some great, great trauma in as much that the man she believed to be her father wasn't a particularly nice man. And so this loving man who played jazz was a much better version of herself. I mean, she was relieved she wasn't actually blood-related to the man who was something of a tormentor. Mm. There's lots of those sorts of things that go on. Um, constantly.
2: <laughs> Love it. Do you, um, so one conversation that Paige and I discussed quite a bit, and Catherine, we've talked about this too, is the health of being a medium, um, psychic medium, it's just this energetic work takes a lot, and what are some of the tools that you use to keep yourself healthy?
1: Well, I do you know, thank you very much indeed, I don't know if I do that terribly well, although I have to touch wood I am reasonably healthy you know so Mm -hmm. uh, thank god for that I think I I have developed a sense of humor where I don't really pay much attention to myself and that's the truth of it Mm -hmm. so as long as I'm washed clean brushed up and ironed I just get on with life and so I I I have a passion for animals and so um I'm busy with my dogs and the cat and the chickens tomorrow Mm -hmm. my my neighbours have one of our ponies, so tomorrow he comes back. So I'll be back to mucking out and brushing and, and picking out hooves and that sort of thing. But to me, that's not a problem because I love to do it. Yeah. Sometimes the time is an issue. but I, And I have two, I've had two, two children late in life, so my children keep me busy my god they keep you busy <laughs> and so we're busy mainly picking up clothes at the moment we were at that stage and so um that we do that and then we had to knock part of our house down because it was very old and uh, so we've been building and busy. so i think really i don't sit there going to the gym but i don't stop yeah i really don't stop i'm i'm busy 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 being busy and and i think also having other distractions, quite human, earthly distractions mm-hmm. is a great balance yeah. rather than having your head in the clouds constantly. You know, there's nothing better than uh, you know, taking a wheelbarrow out into the field and collecting horse dung as a leveler. You see, yeah,
0: <laughs> it brings you back down to reality.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. it doesn't allow you to sit in your over too long.
2: yeah Yeah. animals are amazing i agree i um yeah i have a small dog the forest is my place we walk i just refresh it like brings everything back it's amazing so
1: yeah Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) can you um share a little bit about um you do evidential mediumship you teach that you do psychic detection actually and you do trance mediumship what are Mm -hmm. What are how does it how do you balance all of it in the fact that you're I know you have people helping you organize your schedule and everything. But are you are you someone that would ponder and say, Okay, I want to teach this, or I want to study this. I mean you're in control and in charge of like where you go and who you kind of how you share your work. Um, yes, and what you're called to do, right? You, you kind of follow your heart when you work and you're in what you want to offer, yeah.
1: Yes, I do, absolutely, it's all for me. Uh, you're right, I do have a number of people that help me with diary and travel and all those sorts of things, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested in, in broadening my own awareness and uh, appreciation of really what I'm able to delve into and then share with others. So there's a lot of that going on. And just yesterday, I was was yesterday or the day before I sat here thinking, "I, I want to do something else. So I've just devised a program where I take spiritual workers and teach them how to mentor people, becoming the mentor. Because I think that's such an important part of our development. And the idea of being a mentor as opposed to a teacher is somewhat different. A mentor will take you and tune in with you. And then work with you with your strengths and weaknesses and answer your questions and will be able to hold you as you make your link. So they can advise you of maybe how to go deeper and better and more profound information. And uh, we do that usually on the one to one. And so I'm not saying you know, that's particularly clever. I'm just saying weekly I get another thought. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's moving in very fast at the moment. Um, a great deal of knots this idea of expansion and newness. So I, my job is really to formulate it, give it a title and give it to people. So if I have 30 people that come to listen to me, then they go on to make something more of that if they want. And it's I think really a lot of what I'm up to unconsciously is move us into the, the to meeting the need of a modern day audience member or a modern day seeker. You know, at the moment I think we, we can easily be stuck In a victorian way of presenting spirit information which is no longer applicable to a modern day group Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i love love the fact i'm not in your class but i am very much on the same page as your therapeutic medium um class and teachings i feel like that's so important to work with people in a very compassionate way because i've unfortunately had a few <laughs> run-ins here and there with other mediums that are, are just kind of rough and um, more interested in their um, evidence and getting things right than actually like connecting and, and really honoring spirit and working um, compassionately with their sitter. So um, can you share a little bit about your therapeutic medium perspective? <sighs>
1: Yeah, I can. And can you still hear me? Okay, do you think it's it? What's yes. i devices? <laughs> because yes. one would. One yes, you, were so,
2: you were very smooth. <laughs>
1: we did that. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I do. Have, I mean, all these blinking courses, but the therapeutic medium is one of my very favourites because I've taken a wonderful group of people on a journey where we look at the the work of mediums. We look at you know how we work, but we are constantly aware of our recipient. Is this helping them? Is this benefiting them? What is the use of my language? Can I take them on this journey with me? Can I include them more? How is this making them feel? Is this enriching their world? So we look at different things each week, different techniques of really holding uh, a recipient and ensuring that they are getting the, the, the most from this communion and where i've heard mediums say in the past you know um if spirit want to tell me that they're the most important to me and i'm just mm-hmm. saying to them, yeah they are important but your recipient is the most important yeah. and and you know Paige and and, and ladies uh, uh, catherine and Sierra, you, you you'll, you'll know this for a fact that a lot of people that come to seek us out are looking to make sense of an experience and some of those experiences aren't always positive. So, you know, they, they're looking for an apology from dad. Do you know, that kind of thing, you know. And uh, I think I've seen it too often where someone said, "I've got a man here," and it's obviously dad, and so that person's not ready to hear it. And um, it's important then to respect the living. And also, I don't want to go into a mini rant here, but this is one thing I'm really keen on telling people that. Um, There's such a thing about um, people are fear based in their mediumship and they'll say, would you believe in evil spirits and darkness and all that sort of thing? And it's such a big subject and some people really want to believe it. they're usually mediums that have had uh, formal religious training and it suits them well. But I really don't believe it. I don't believe it at all i think uh, when we pass to the other world the soul is a good place is a, is a good energy it's all is well and um so when i connect with the spirit i never dream of anything worrying or concerning to me so but saying that if you're trying to explain that to someone whose grandfather was awful and then I say, "Oh, hello, your granddad's here." And they said, "Oh, for God's sakes, not him! He was horrible." I respect it one, but two. I also then go on to, if I if they allow me to go on to explain, you're referring to the grandfather who was once human, but this is your grandfather who is now a soul man, and in his soul's awareness, he will also be aware, and he will be wanting to atone for anything that he did that was crippling and difficult. But again, I also appreciate this entirely, that my, my biggest concern here is making sure my living recipient is comfortable. So I often back off and I may possibly move into, back into that space towards the end of a contact with their permission. Um, but, but I think for anyone listening here that's had a difficulty with someone who's now passed, they are utterly changed. You can't be the same. Because when you go to the soul world, you don't have anger and sexual desire and the need to be a narcissist. You don't have those things with you. Death becomes us in so many ways. So the souls are the joyous part of everything. So don't fear that world. And uh, as my granny used to say to me, "Tone, you don't want to worry about the you don't you don't want to worry about the dead. It's the living you want to worry about." And she'd often say that, "Don't fear the dead. It's the living you want to worry about." And I thought, why she used to say it to me all the time. Godness, um, it's come in handy over the years. But I would say it to everybody: here, don't feel this, don't fear rather the spirit people. Um, that That is a world of love and it's there to support us.
3: And the, the amazing thing that I've seen and experienced myself um, over the years of practicing, including Tony's therapeutic mediumship class, is that you can actually take what used to be a very bad human to human experience and now heal that relationship after the fact. Through readings um and that's phenomenal that you can you can actually improve the relationship beyond the human to human all of the mess that goes on in people's lives, and then you welcome spirit in and like Tony said, they're just a whole they're they're new, they're improved, they're better, and um that to me has been amazing because there have been some things that you know some people in my life that were difficult, and now we actually have a good relationship based upon many, many you know. Readings, even just practice readings, and mediumship. So that's amazing, Tony. How how all of this can be brought about to actually change relationships with people who have not existed in physical form in decades.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, Catherine, if you don't mind me saying, you know, a lot of people we may see in the future are somewhat tortured. By the poor relations they had with their loved ones, or that argument. You see, that that thing. Um, years ago, my grandmother passed uh, 73, a very fit woman at 73, my other grandma. And her husband was uh, 10, 11 years younger than her, the second husband. And um, on the day that she died, she'd asked him to buy her some candies, uh, uh, sherbet lemons. And um, he's come back in the afternoon. He's forgotten the sherbet lemons, Say, And my grandmother had said to him, for goodness sakes, Ron, you've only one thing to go on and remember. Oh, my word. And then some hours later, she promptly died. So <laughs> that poor man... For the oh, no! Fringes, every time I spoke to him, I swear to God, he would say, uh, well, you know about your nan and the sherbet lemons? and and it was nice <laughs> and uh and then that was a long time some long time ago now but i knew what i knew them but i don't know why i didn't honestly say to him but oh, goodness I granddad nan's saying leave it move on <laughs> you know but i don't know if you would have necessarily believe it but imagine if you ladies could reach for him back in the day and listen the lady came through and you said she's saying let it go it doesn't matter, and like I said, I'm using Sherpa Levers as the perfect example. But God forbid somebody made somebody else homeless. You know they'd want to come back and atone, or at least give forgive, or ask for forgiveness. And and when these things are you know overcome, they you get something you can overcome to live the rest of your life knowing your people are all right with you. Mm-hmm. That's massive. And I think it would then, um, in some ways, and maybe it's too much I'm saying here, I think it would help people to avoid years of poor health and anxiety. I think there's be letting go of the worry of something that's happened before, before we pass.
0: Mm. And it's not only healing for your sitter, but it heals the spirit person spirit they get healed and it's like this energetic lightning i mean it ripples through so it's just beautiful so many times i think i've connected where i've had someone want to atone so i had to check you have to be very careful how you work in and say this person's here she's like oh i know who that is i'm like well if you don't want to speak to them or hear what they have to say i don't have to tell you, I don't have to go there. And, um, you know, I've had people do both, but, um, I think that people that are said, okay, you know, I feel safe. Let me hear what they have to say. And, and I've seen spirit actually like get on their hands and knees in my, in my mind's eye and, 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 and cry and beg for forgiveness because they abused someone. Mm -hmm. And after it was over, I could. I could see their relationship lighten in my awareness and the sitter was so relieved to finally get that because she was never got that in life, always mm-hmm. carried that pain. And now she knows that he was wrong. And it's like he's so healing that he had he had, uh, he said he was sorry and that he was not. He's a different person. And I think it was. Still, beautiful difficult i mean we were both crying during this and you know very emotional but it was so healing i mean we had a lot of joy and other people pop in as well but you know um this one spirit really was waiting he waited his turn and i could see him waiting after all the other people were done Mm -hmm. yes it's beautiful it's like it teaches me so much about spirit about life about love about forgiveness um it's incredible
1: it's like mm-hmm. blessing yeah yeah but just to go back slightly not not the big stuff but you know people that are awkward maybe in life they sometimes make the most wonderful spirit communicators at the same time because if there's such quirky weirdness about them so yeah. I, I just i was just i was in quite and spiritually church demonstration just before christmas and i was having a very nice demonstration everyone was lovely and everyone was kind and then i went to a lady in the audience (laughs) through with nice evidence and then suddenly my whole thoughts changed And i went oh she wasn't nice and the lady said oh you've never heard and the room brightened up and it came from nowhere do you know, I can't remember the details. It was like a little old lady with a cup of tea in her hand. And the oh, son, she's not great. And then we had really why she wasn't great. but In such a way that it truly did feel like therapy because the young lady she came to was laughing in the end. Yeah. Of the antics of this mad old lady. But um, yeah, you know, it, it turned the whole thing around. And it, if nothing else, God willing, it will help that young lady not to fear going over for me. <laughs> this woman who potentially could be her tormentor but now knowing she's a regular to manifest and come through in connection here it would really help us to believe that she is a changed character yeah
0: so cool. mm-hmm. that, i love the humor that spirit will do as well like the funny little things or the motions or to lighten it up i mean there's there's such an emotional pull and um like that you can go through when you're doing a reading. It goes up and down and all around. and oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy sometimes, but wonderful.
2: I love
3: that. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tony, what would be your best advice for developing mediums?
1: Oh, well, I think uh, mediumship works best, of course, when we have been able to work in such a way that we clear the mind, like we create a blank canvas in our thoughts. And that, you know, would ideally you would say, oh, go meditate and still the mind. But, you know, I also have a lot of people that struggle to meditate, it's like saying, go write a book, but then someone has dyslexia, you, it's, it's gonna be difficult, you, you can be done, of course it can be done, but mm-hmm. it's just different hacks, you know, to get this thing done. So I would say, for those people that really want to work in this field um, to work towards a way of meditation if that's difficult open-eyed meditation active meditation or uh, wash the dishes but so utterly immersed in each each stroke as you wash has a very similar effect you see of stilling the mind still the mind and blend with self and blend with your recipient too and hold the space and arms outstretched at least energetically start <laughs> to learn to- Invoke. Come, friends, come close to me, come closer than you've ever come before. You are welcome here. Rather than just close our eyes and hope someone's ready to go. Learning to invoke, bringing a certain amount of power into the work. And then learn when you've made that contact. All it's easy. All I have to do now is relay, receive and relay, receive and relay. And mm-hmm. and this mediumship suddenly is a much more simple affair than we were led to believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's also so <laughs> interesting, or so much. But I love the diversity, as you've already said. I'm into everything and anything at the moment. But uh, ladies, I'm going to ask you a question, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Just how important you find music in your spiritual experience <laughs>
2: music's really important <laughs> uh, yeah raise the vibration before just to have like that even in meditation like you were saying I mean I've done a bunch you've got your meditations on Spotify and we Paige and I have done the trance where it's all the music and they go in um I do energy work with a lovely lady in town that helps me work through stuff and I'm very sensitive to tone and sound um and it really is like, just so, it's just healing and so connecting. I find nice. like music, oh, in a big, it makes me, it gives me goosebumps all over Cause I feel like it's time to work.
1: Gera, <laughs> if you had to choose just one of the songs you often play that you feel for your audience, what would have the, the greatest impact? Do you have a track or an artist or something you could recommend? I don't.
2: I have so many, I feel like it depends on what mood I'm in. It's so intuitive. It's just like, when I paint, I paint what I'm inspired by. So my music is constantly changing,
1: but it's always
2: like a higher vibration.
1: If that makes
2: something like you're moving and dancing and like, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Is it upbeat modern music or as old as the hills? No, no, it's
2: upbeat. It's more modern. I am like right now there's a song, it's ridiculous. Like um, it's from Dirty Dancing, the movie. (laughs) So there's a remake of this song and it's called Cry To Me and it's so good. So I'll like put it on and dance around and it just like brings everything up and yeah. And expands, right? Like it just allows my energy to expand.
1: Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. That's your thing. That's your stick.
3: Yeah, it feels good. Tony, we we do, uh, Paige and I, and we'd love to have Sierra whenever she can come, we do uh, muggle readings on uh, Wednesday nights, Wednesday evenings. We do free muggle readings. And every time I pick a new and different song, and nine times out of ten, the song relates to the reading, to the sitter or to the spirit. And it's amazing. I mean, and I, I don't pick the song. I intentionally don't pick the song until right before. And then nine times out of 10, it has some significance and it's just amazing. So music is super important.
0: Yes. Catherine is like right on it. She is, well, her husband's a musician as well. So like, she's all about all kinds of music. I'd say for me, I like modern uh, takes on classical music or vice versa. So classical music, but like one of my favorites, and I don't know who's who um, created it, but it's a instrumental classical version of Taylor Swift's Wildest Dreams. So ah. that's wildest dreams, but it's in a instrumental. It is incredible. And it's like so high vibe. I love it. But yeah, we, I mean, when Sierra and I do li- double linking or triple linking mm-hmm. and Catherine, we always play music before we read to elevate yeah. our, our, you know, get high vibe. Like it real, and we get up and actually dance, you know, like, oh, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get our energy going and get it out, <laughs> but music is so important. Um, in meditation as well, and yeah, the trance meditation that you do is one of my absolute favorites. Um, that I started with when I first started doing mediumship,
1: beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, Yes, good. But I think you know, anyone listening to find your music is very important because it really can um, quick start, catapult, fast track us into a real centered space because we've used that music before so many times, it literally acts like a like a portal to, to take us straight into a spiritual vibe
2: mm-hmm. yeah well, what's yours
1: i've got many but i love yeah. love krishna das uh the man who is an american man who studied in india um, but krishna very well known in spiritual community i nearly met him by 20 minutes i was working at omega institute and the oh. program you have to wait, you have to see Krishna. That's like it was a chore. I was like, overcome. I was like, <laughs> my god, I put an extra perfume and everything. And then, my <sighs> I had to go, I was delayed, and I missed him. That's <sighs> Govinda, <sighs> uh, Govinda hair, I think it's good, and uh, just beautiful. But I love shamanic dreams too, um. uh, which. A classic in my eyes. I've had it for years for meditation. That's a, just a beautiful song. And then really anything else with a voice that really inspires me in that day is mm-hmm. great. And I think also one of the ones I often go back to is the theme tune for Schindler's List. Ah. Not what you'd imagine. It's so beautiful. But and I've often pranced to it too. Hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah yeah
0: we are so grateful and thankful to have you here and we could have you come back if you ever want to you have an open invitation um we we are honored to have you we you're a light in our life and thank you so much um for coming and joining us and we're gonna let you kind of end your day you've had a busy busy day and it's midnight i think at your time right now yeah so bless you thank you so much
2: it's been such a pleasure to meet you tony thank you for being with us
1: Erin, nice to have met you. Catherine, be good. You very Thank soon. you so
3: much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tony, for everything.
1: Bless yeah. you. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you
3: so much.
1: Here we are, lady. God bless. Yeah. God bless.